WBNE. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Itchill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So meet up with the next Jedi. And learn the child's real name. Because today we're bringing you The Mandalorian. Well, this week we're talking about Chapter 13, Bechedai, directed by Dave Filoni. More like Dave Felony, stealing my heart like that. <laughs> Man, I joke, was it funny when you tweeted it? It was funny when I tweeted it, and it's funny right now. It's and not. I, I figured if somebody's listening back through to old episodes, they'll be like, oh, I didn't see him tweet that. That's a hilarious I just, My heart joke. wasn't stolen, though. Oh, my heart was stolen. That first scene where it was like, oh my gosh, this is this is appeasing sequel fans with this amazing lightsaber battle in the woods and the lighting is all done by the lightsabers. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't an amazing lightsaber battle in the woods. Oh, it was a very was. lackluster lightsaber battle in the woods. Oh, I disagreed when she was like lighting them up and knocking out the she assassins. She was just very slow. She was moving slowly. She kept turning the blades off. Yeah, it was awesome. It was not awesome. It was, it was, it was the like, worst part was of the like episode. Hunting them. She was like hunting them. Oh, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. It was so, like her movements were so weird and slow. And then they weren't like that later on. The best, uh, so episode came out uh, November 27th, 2023 days ago. Got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Aptly so. Uh, uh, best episode of The Mandalorian yet. Uh, best one yet. Nope, definitely not the best one yet. It's got lightsaber battles. It's the best one yet. That doesn't that the best. mean anything. It's not all about lightsabers. Lightsabers is the best. I love lightsabers. Lightsabers are so cool. Sure, we got a lot of lightsabers though. We got two lightsabers here. No, we've had a lot of lightsabers. There's been plenty of lightsabers. There's not been plenty of lightsabers. The first three movies, there's like one fun lightsaber battle. Have you seen the first movie where like- Have you seen the prequels? They made up for it. He's like, if you strike me down now, Darth, I shall become more powerful than you ever imagined. And then he just like- When he calls him Darth, like it's his first name. (laughs) Because they had any of this figured out. Like Garth and Wayne. Uh, Yeah, Garth Vader. I think the reason they call him Darth is because they, they repeat again and again throughout the series and everything that Anakin died on Mustafar. That like any hope for redemption is gone entirely. Except he gets redemption and still is Anakin. Right. And comes back as Anakin. Is a force ghost. Yeah. Is a force ghost as Anakin. The reason he calls him Darth is because it wasn't made up yet. <laughs> right. It was his name. Was Darth Vader. Darth was like a rank in the Imperial Navy. No, that still wouldn't explain that. No? I mean, if he was like... Strike me down now, Admiral. That makes sense. Not amongst two old friends. But they're not friends. But they were. You were my brother, Anakin. I hate you! (laughs) I sent you the TikTok, right? Where I was like, I don't even need to know what these... uh, Nobody needs to talk for me to tell you what these letters are. yeah. (laughs) It was like all the letters from the the speech at the beginning of that fight. I brought peace and solidarity to my new empire. Your Your new empire? empire. My allegiance is the public! To democracy! I love Star Wars so much. This episode... This is not my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, this is my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. This is not my favorite. so good. This wasn't even as good as the last one. The last last one was way better. Last one was so good, too. Remind me what happens in the last one. I don't say that because I'm trying to be a butt. I just... The last one was the only actual plot we've gotten through the season. We got a little bit of plot here. There's... Where they, uh... There's a new villain. Yeah, but it's where where Cara Dune comes back. They blow up the Empire base. 
Yes. Oh, I loved that one. Oh, that one was so good. And there's the blue man. Yeah, there's the blue man. Ethan, unrelated to the Mandalorian, uh, do you know what tomorrow is? It's your birthday. It's my birthday. The best day of the year. Happy birthday, me. Yeah, happy birthday, Tyler. <laughs> uh, this is a true fact. I get very anxious about my birthday because I think that like being excited about my birthday is selfish. And I know that another part of my brain absolutely is selfish with the way that I celebrate my birthday. <laughs> but like, but like, I was on Facebook deleting memories today because God knows whatever I posted in ninth grade doesn't need to be on Facebook anymore. Uh, and uh, it was November 30th, like 2009. And I posted about like, am I supposed to be embarrassed or like, should I feel shameful that I'm excited about my birthday tomorrow? I feel like it's selfish. And I don't think you should, I think, you, I think you should own your birthday. I think you should, I think you're allowed to be selfish on your birthday. That's the one day a year you get to be I like. I think you have previously crossed some lines. I think it's the day you get to be self-serving. But you gotta, you gotta, you reap what you sow on your birthday, right? Like, that means you gotta care about everybody else's birthdays to this magnitude. I think I've gotten other people some great birthday gifts. A lot For a long time, when I was right out of college and I had, like, no debt other than student loans, uh, every time I would see it was somebody's birthday, I would Venmo them $5 and say, hey, have a drink on me. That's a great, that's a great go out of your way for other people's birthday. Well, I hope you have a great birthday tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, are you doing My anything Venmo special? is Ty Carlin 11. I believe I'm ordering Farmer Gesa to my house. Okay, there you go. Because uh, there's a pandemic. There is? Yeah. I unlike, didn't know. It didn't totally ruin my birthday this year at all. Unlike some people whose birthday was right before the pandemic really hit. Uh, uh, no, actually, it was right as the pandemic really hit. <laughs> it was, like it, was that about, it was about three days after the stay-at-home orders were announced. Yeah, so, you know. So I got a bunch of texts that were like, hey, sucks that your birthday sucks. I guess I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. <laughs> and then I still haven't seen those people. Have you talked to them since then? Um, I don't know. Some of them. Some of them not. Mandalorian. Ahsoka Tano is on screen. The thing I really feel gypped about is the fact that uh, my birthday happened two days before Animal Crossing came out, so I couldn't have an Animal Crossing birthday party. That does suck. You know, I don't I don't even play Animal Crossing. I don't even have a character. It was a good game. I played it for a month, and I haven't touched it since then. Somewhere my beautiful spring island is, is prospering. Uh... In video games in general, I haven't played. I uh, I went to play Brawl the other day, and my Switch was like, please put in the game card. And I was like, well, guess I never get to play Brawl again, because I moved. So obviously it's gone It's forever. gone forever, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so let's talk about the man, the Mandalorian. I, I was truly unimpressed with the opening scene. I really was. I thought um, it was beautiful. I thought it, was I thought it reminded it me of Force Awakens. It didn't remind me anything of Force Awakens. Oh, it was, I thought it was great. It was so much like, it felt like, it felt like a TV show version of The Force Awakens. Well, Ethan, I don't know how to tell you this. This was 100% Dave Filoni and John Favreau being like, let's make a TV version of The Force Awakens. Okay, but they didn't nail it, right? Like They, they did they, nail they it. They totally f***ing murk a crate dragon in like, in, in, a, in IMAX earlier in the season. And they were like, mm, Ahsoka Tano scene. Mm, phone it in. They didn't phone it. It was they so cool. They just did. It wasn't cool. It, it was, was not so cool. cool. The ending was cool. The rest of her stuff was cool. The beginning, her introduction was not cool. It was a lame fight. Oh, All I of her movements are weird. And she does not look like somebody that was trained by Anakin Skywalker, the greatest swordsman to ever live. She she has her own style, I think, right? That's like her thing. Because she, she sticks with the double blade. Anakin only fought with two blades for like three seconds in Attack of the Clones. Okay. But at the end, she shows this, this incredible Which, fighting prowess. Back it up real quick. We don't talk enough about how 
cool Anakin with a blue and green lightsaber is for two seconds at the end of Attack of the It was Clones. a cool, there was a cool part of that movie. As, I mean, that's awesome. Anakin with yeah. a green lightsaber, we should get more of that. That whole weird scene where with the worth Count Dooku and Yoda that doesn't feel like it's connected to anything is definitely a cool part of that movie. Yes. So we've got Sokotano, and then we, we like n- murk these folks, and then we land on the planet. We Mando and, and Grogu, and God. what? There was just, ne- there was never going to be an acceptable name for Baby Yoda. You don't like the name? No, I don't like the name. Oh my God. I don't know what I thought they should have called him, but I just, it was, it was about as much of a cop out as Kylo Ren taking his helmet off 20 minutes into The Force Awakens. I thought Just that naming was it all as a cop out. I thought Kylo Ren taking his helmet off was a, was a great moment. No, it was you didn't. Like, no, you didn't. I, I remember being jarred by it at first, but then. You talked looking, about it in the episode. You were like, I think it's weird they pulled off the mask that early. I, I, I do think it's weird, but I also think, I think about the role of masks in uh, Force Awakens a lot. It's like one of my favorite facets of that film is well, is the use of masks. And uh, Kylo Ren taking his mask off is so great because it's like, oh, Darth, oh, it's not like Darth Vader. This dude is. This dude has a face. He has a face. He has thoughts. Sure, he has yeah. emotions. Yeah. He has tantrums. And I maybe, like Maybe this guy. after after three more movies, I'll come to, to really like that character a lot as Grogu. But for now, I don't know, man. Naming the child was a weird choice. Oh, Grogu's great. And they immediately I, changed the subtitles. That made me sad. No more the child does anything. It's now Grogu does blank. Grogu coos. Yeah, and it just, it lost the magic a little bit. It was, I thought it was a fantastic reveal. I do, I'm curious how much they can converse back and forth. Is it like, my name's Grogu. I trained at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Or is it like, I like taquitos. Truly, I'm a big I think fan that, of the five for five. Truly, I the 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 fact that she remembers him is kind of weird to me. The fact that he was like part of the thing, was trained by the Jedi Masters for years, is kind of weird to me. That is weird because surely he was gone prior to Anakin sacking the Jedi Temple. Like there, like I've seen the meme going around where it's like Anakin calls Grogu and is like, "Hey, don't come to school tomorrow." But Anakin didn't know he was going to do it, so like he must have already been like ported off world by that point, right? I mean, Yoda claims to know what's going on the whole time, right? Like, Yoda saw everything happening. That's why Yoda didn't grant the rank of Master to, to Anakin, right? Oh, man. Anakin had every right to be upset about that. Sure sure did. Sure did. They didn't consult him at all, didn't really talk to him. Treated him like a child the whole time, for sure. Um, Anakin was, I mean, I won't say nothing but respectful, but he was... I wouldn't say he was respectful <laughs> uh, to anybody An- or anything ever. <laughs> Anakin, I mean, he gambles his life to get the part for the, for the Nubian. Sure. Yeah. No, he does a lot of great things. Um, here's here's something Jedi, I was thinking Jedi about. Jedi could have learned a lot from Anakin. Uh, and Luke is rewarded a lot for doing the same things that Anakin did. Being real risky, taking risks, flying into the Death Star, meeting Darth Vader face to face. Leaving Yoda. When Yoda was like, hey, if you leave now, they're all going to freaking die, bro. It's a trap. And then he's like, I've got to go. Everything comes up Luke all the time for doing the same stuff Anakin did. The same stuff Anakin was uh, was treated like a, like a rebel for. It's almost like the council is to blame. It's almost like the council is to blame. Because Luke didn't have the council. And the only time he had the council, he didn't listen to Yoda. It's true. It's true. Uh, but this episode really does make you think a lot about Order 66 and, and about the prequels. And it made me think a lot about how the Mandalorian, every time Mando interacts with the Sand People, which doesn't happen in this episode, it humanizes them more and it makes Anakin's act in Attack worse. of the Clones worse. See, that's the way I like retcons to happen, though. I think that's a retcon that works really well. I do. Uh-huh. I think that's a retcon that works really well. I don't think Grogu being an actual Jedi Order Jedi is a retcon that I like that much. I, I don't know that I, I do either. Um, I will concede on that point. Like, I like Grogu being more like the kid with the broom at the end of Last Jedi. 
Yeah. Where it's like, we keep hearing this narrative from the cultists, which is another retcon that we get from Mando that like, maybe the lens we've been looking at this all through is through cultists. And that's confirmed by Brian Johnson's broom kid and maybe confirmed by Grogu. We're like, yeah, there's Jedi and Sith, but there's also like a hefty amount of force users who really don't fall into either category. And I'll be really curious to see if that's where they're going with this. And like, if Ahsoka has learned some things about how much of a cult the Jedi may have been uh, during that time, especially because we've already introduced the idea of this whole, uh, we've already introduced this idea with the man. Mandalorians with Bo-Katan and, and, and Din Djarin not really meshing that well. <laughs> Right. It's like, oh, you're both Mandalorians, but it's almost like you're both Mandalorians in the same way that like there are Jedi and Sith who are both force users. Right. You know, it's like. And I I don't want to sit here and be like, well, if I was <laughs> directing the Mandalorian episode of 13, this is how I'd have done it. But like in 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 my, I knew, I sort of knew what was going to happen with this, right? Like we're going to meet Ahsoka. She's going to have an idea of where to go next, right? I would have much preferred her to be like, this is a, this is a mini Yoda. I know Yoda. This is not Yoda. Why? Where did you get this? Yeah. And she's just like, mm, nope, this is Greg. Grogu. It's like Jedi Greg. <laughs> uh, it's just I, I, because at the end of the day, uh, and I don't I don't like thinking about it this way, but like we'll never maybe we will. But like for the most part, we're not going to get most of that story. Right. It's like we can create fantastical reasons and spe- theories and speculations for why for where Grogu was. Right. And people love those bridges and they love jumping to those conclusions immediately as soon as this thing comes out. But at the end of the day, he wasn't there because he wasn't thought of. That's it. <laughs> like. Right. And we're also not going to get a back to the future end game. We went back in and reshot. Mm-hmm. The scenes from the right, from, that's what I'm saying. From, yeah. from uh, like I know that they did that in one of the TV shows where they execute Order 66 from the like animated show's perspective. Which I think anytime I'm gonna go on record saying this anytime that there are two accounts of the same event in any fiction, the film is the, well, not in like Harry Potter, the book is the gospel, but like the, the source material is, is the gospel of that event. So, right. like the novelizations can provide context, but they do not provide they do not change the story, right? They do not change the story, and and I think if they and, and I've never seen this, so I, I think this is what season seven of Clone Wars is, is like Order 66 is carried out and then the sort of repercussions. And That's I, what I've heard as well. And and, and it tells you, season seven of the Clone Wars tells us how we get Anakin back to square one. What do you mean? Like, because it, maybe not season seven, but some, at some point in the Clone Wars, right? Like he has to, he has to start at the end of, of episode two and end at the end, at beginning of episode three, right? Like, right. That's seasons one through six, I think. Okay, whatever. I don't know where season seven falls into it. <laughs> or how any of that works. But like, theoretically, there's an arc in there, right? And that's the problem is with most story arcs, you can leave your your hero at the top, right? You can leave him at the top of the mountain. Right. That's where his journey ends. But you have to get Anakin back down the mountain. Right. Anakin has to has to fall. Not even has to fall. It's like he almost, by by the very nature of it, of it being wedged in between two things, it's like he has to kind of, un, you have to give him a reason to not know things, to not I, understand things, to not contextualize things. Well, and like, Anakin goes through this incredible journey of, like, if you just watch films, I think there's a perfectly reasonable leap from like Anakin does holy good things to Anakin does uh this is probably a pretty bad thing but it was sort of to an inhuman species so yeah to like Anakin slaughtered children right and so there's this like clear progression now with Mando we're seeing episode two Anakin really does something terrible right and then we have this whole six seasons of Anakin who was supposed to be like a peaceful meditative Jedi being like a general in an army they call him General Kenobi and I think Master Skywalker. I don't know what they call Anakin, but I know they call Obi-Wan General Kenobi. And it's like the Jedi were never designed to be generals. They were, they were, I mean, they were like, if anything, glorified cops, but like philosophy cops. They weren't even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we've got to take Anakin. Well, they're the samurai, right? Like they're, they're directly taken from the samurai. Yeah. And that is very apparent in this handed. episode. Yeah. 
in this episode. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about that final scene. But we'll get, we get Anakin doing this thing that like Jedi aren't supposed to do. Like Jedi are supposed to have these laser swords and these powerful warriors, but they're not, I don't think, supposed to be like fighting that much, especially not like other ideologies. I think there's, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to well, say. Well, that's really the fall of the Jedi and the fall of the council is that they got, they tied themselves too, too much to the violence, too much to the violence and too much to the Republic. Right, right. They, they blinded their side right, to the Republic. Right, even Obi-Wan says at the end, right before he tries to kill Anakin, like my allegiance is to the Republic. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be the force. Your allegiance is to the Jedi and to the force. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be an independent adjudicator. Right. Which he is doing. I mean, he is, he is sitting there and going, Hey, um, you can't kill all of us guy. I love Obi-Wan as a character, uh, um, just as a sidebar. But so we get Anakin's fall, but we have like this whole series of Anakin do- with these great victories as a military general and doing all these great things. But you can't forget he slaughtered the sand people. Like that's, well, and that's, it's got to weigh on him the sure, whole time. Sure. The love for his mother has to weigh on him. Sure. The whole time. And I think that's very apparent film to film. And I don't know that it is so. I know that he gets very attached to Ahsoka and that's supposed to be like another part of And that's the thing is that that's sort of where I, I keep coming to a head with the, with the Clone Wars is that like it is not apparent in the third, obviously because it didn't exist yet, but it is not apparent in the third movie that he was ever attached to someone like Ahsoka or that he ever went through much of anything after the you, end of, you assume that, end of Attack of the Clones. You assume that introducing Ahsoka, like, Ahsoka's introduction is with a baby hut. Like, it is the exact same cards they played at the beginning of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The exact same cards. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I don't, you assume that Ahsoka... I don't know where I was going with this. Like, Anakin at the beginning of, of Revenge of the Sith has this never is, right, this struck is me as someone Revenge who's of the gone Sith, through wars. There is a... Well... He has a line where they're getting out of the, like, air buses, and Obi-Wan's like, that's the ninth time, or tenth time you've saved my skin. Or Anakin says that to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's like, ninth time, that time on such and such doesn't count. And you think that that's what the Clone Wars is going to be, is like, those nine missions, and a whole bunch of other silly things that happen in that time. But instead, you have Anakin, like, with a Padawan, which I guess I don't know the hierarchy well enough to know that that's even, like, allowed. Obviously it is, because now it's live-action canon. I don't think it was, though. (laughs) He's created... Ahsoka's created by George Lucas. Hardcore source material. And George Lucas advised on this episode. Like, he was on set with Dave and Jon Favreau making Chapter 13, The Jedi. So, he is a holy... Or she is a holy Lucas creation. But he also got fired, and then they made the best Star Wars movie, which is The Force Awakens. <laughs> but a lot of people would argue that then they made two bad Star Wars movies. Now, I'm not those people, I, but I'm just telling you A lot of people would argue they made three bad Star Wars movies after, <laughs> after George Lucas got fired. A lot um, of people would argue made they, they made three bad Star Wars movies while he was still on board. They made four bad Star Wars movies while he was on board. A lot of people would argue there are two good Star Wars movies. It's true. Maybe two. I was thinking about these. I do. I want to, I want to drive this drive this off the, the rail for two seconds and talk about Return of the Jedi a little bit. Return of the Jedi is a weird one to me, right? If you say Return of the Jedi is your favorite Star Wars movie, I'm going to be like, okay, that's kind of weird. But if you say if you say Return of the Jedi is your least favorite Star Wars movie, I'm gonna be like, okay, but you got you got to defend it because you're wrong. But here's because it's right, just so you, it is like it is not it, in my opinion. I mean, I, I see why people like it, but it is such a non-entity compared to the rest of them that like there's it doesn't do anything wrong. There's no reason it should piss you off to be your least favorite. Uh, there's Ewoks fighting the entire Empire. Doesn't could, matter. <laughs> that's that's the reason. Have you seen Attack of the Clones? Have you looked at Attack of the Clones recently? It looks like garbage. So that's the I think the crux is I think we assume. We, we sit on our high horse and we look at the Star Wars saga and we're like, okay, well, I mean, obviously original trilogy has a certain re- reverence 
And then maybe you like the prequels, maybe you like the sequels, maybe you hate the prequels, maybe you hate the sequels, but there's a certain reverence reserved for the original trilogy. There are Star Wars fans who came into it during sequel era who have no reverence at all for the original trilogy. It's all, they're all same playing field to those folks. A lot of these kids' introduction was the Clone Wars, and that is so wild to me. Right. And so you watch OT and you're like, I mean, Return of the Jedi, I honestly, if you're a Clone Wars kid or a Rebels kid, I can imagine watching Return of the Jedi and being like, this is what Star Wars is. Because so many Star Wars stories, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, uh, early on in Rebels is about very small, even Phantom Menace, is about very small, like children characters having major roles and making a huge difference. And that's what the Ewoks are. It's no different than than Grogu. It's no different than the, the baby Jabba thing from Clone Wars movie. It's no different than Anakin Skywalker and Phantom Menace. But it is different than Luke, and it is different than Anakin and Revenge of the Sith, and it is different than Rey. Rey is so much cooler than Ahsoka. I'm sorry, she just is. Ahsoka's got a lot of development behind her. Some good, some bad. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of content of Ahsoka you can watch. Ashley Eckstein's a fantastic human. So let's talk about the thing, though. Um... So I watched this episode Friday morning. So I'm about as far removed from it as it can be because it's Monday night now. So I had Grogu spoiled for me. I did not. Which is fine because I watched it Saturday night, uh, which is fine. Like You only get so much window, man. Sure. I'm not complaining. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just talking. Telling you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, granted, uh, I think I had something spoiled for me by a Seamus Gorman push tweet before I woke up on Friday morning. So that's kind of BS and Seamus just stopped <laughs> tweeting spoilers uh, before 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But whatever. Um, I, yeah, I, um, I had Grogu spoiled for me and it didn't really ruin anything for me because like I don't think the reveal was really all that I don't no, think they I, hit it hard enough I don't think they hit it hard enough I think the big reveal here is that he was at the temple no the big reveal here is Thrawn which is stupid that's the one this is what I was talking about from a filmmaking perspective this is where they messed this episode up is because they were they, they, she was like Grogu and he was like Grogu and she was like Grogu and that was it but then when she's like where is Vice Admiral Thrawn and it's all like dun 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 next time on The Mandalorian we find out who the hell Thrawn is and it's so dumb because it doesn't matter So I, that's here's, not the reveal from this episode <laughs> here's what I'm hoping they were going for in like season 2 of Arrow they bring in Barry Allen which if you have like read a comic book or heard of a comic book in your life you know who Barry Allen is if you haven't he's the Flash that's the same to me as Ahsoka Tano showing up is that like they bring in Barry Allen in Arrow as like a tester almost to be like what do we think of this character could he get his own show and I think that's exactly why George Lucas was on set and why Dave Filoni directed this is they were like can we make an entire TV show out of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka and I think the answer is yes can she hunt Thrawn? Yes. They gotta fix her uh, her look a little bit. I think it's I think it's still I think we're still in test run stages. I'd, yeah, but they gotta fix her look a little bit. Um, because one of the big complaints from Ahsoka stands is that her like there's a word for them, but her her headpiece is not nearly long enough. And then like the immediate defense everyone comes to is like, well, like a stunt person couldn't possibly do those flips and things with with the big ones. And I concede, sure, but like you're Star Wars, you kind of have to figure it out. Okay, but it also looks like it's made of foam from michael's I, probably was like probably was <laughs> that's what i'm saying she she looks like a a pretty decent ahsoka cosplayer that's what i was gonna say yeah she looks like a very good cosplay she does uh it was down first of all uh they 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 did her whole thing in such a way that they were trying to make her look as much like her character from the show from the from the clone wars as possible like they tried to make her look animated because i saw I, screenshots that was one from the clone wars and one from mandalorian and i was like pam beasley this is the same picture like <laughs> Uh, I may have a new she favorite lightsaber moment that, that stems from this episode. Okay. Like, uh, there's a moment, at first when I saw it, I was like, that was kind of cheesy. 
But then I've seen people like put it into edits and things like fan edits. And it's when she's standing on the roof, sort of like blocking the barrage of blaster fire. It's so cool. That was neat. That was awesome. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of the white sabers. That's just what she has. I She's get that, blue. but I just don't, I don't like when they are rendered in real life in the, in the, in the Star Wars way, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't look like a lightsaber. They, uh, they reminded me of like Lego lightsabers. Like they look too fat. Yeah. Yeah. Something was off about it. I think they definitely got to tweak the look a little bit. I'm not going to harp on that. Like, Jeez, it's, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a screen, a screen test, right? Like, especially if they're, if, if that's what it was, if John well, Favreau, we'll see, won't we call Kathleen Kennedy and, and George Lucas on to set to be like, we want to screen test Ahsoka Tano for her own show then, or if Kathleen Kennedy, I guess made that call then like i think we've got a good starting point a good launching point you said people hey hate rosario dawson people do hate rosario uh, dawson. people hate rosario dawson because she has uh transphobic allegations against her uh we are neither judge nor jury here on this so i'm not gonna get too far into that do your own googling figure it out for yourself but then uh star wars fans also hate rosario dawson because she's not animated and she's not actually x9 and that was the overwhelming sentiment from twitter the past three days was ahsoka was wrong in every way so i think you and i see different twitter feeds because I, I really didn't see a lot of negativity towards the way that she looked uh i saw some critique and i saw some people doing like photoshopping specific frames and being like why couldn't they do it like this and it's like because you just spent four hours on one frame that's why well i've had a lot of this this season <laughs> Uh, it's sort of taking me out of the whole thing is I'll get I'll be like that was a cool episode and I'll get on Twitter and I'll be like Bo-Katan's wrong in every way and she's also my character you're not allowed to like her because I already had her first okay Bo-Katan this is this is one that bothers me is Bo-Katan is in like a handful of episodes and it's of, the same actress <laughs> and it's the same actress but like let me I, I, I want to break it down for you if you're not familiar you know you know man ray mm -hmm. that is like the amount of episodes that bo katan is in yeah like it's 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 not like she was part of the crew or something she's in almost none of it she shows up as like a recurring i guess villain i don't know right I, and there's there's nothing I they could really it. do with man ray to piss me off right if they if they were to put Man Ray in in the live action SpongeBob movies, which I think they may have, I don't know, uh, I would be totally fine with this. Um, um, I will say so that Caitlin, that's my girlfriend, was not particularly thrilled with this episode. She felt like she was missing a lot of things. Um, so I think I think that there's a gamble there. I think if you're Disney and if you're if you're the creative team, there is we've gamble we're going to lose people here or we're going to draw people in to extended universe. And I think they're gambling on drawing people in. Because I will say you, that this did not make me want to do any more extended universe. Dives. It made me want to do so not much. At all. Um, I could not put Thrawn down. It made me want to, yeah, it was just like, okay, cool, didn't get that episode, I'll tune in next week. Bye. I've also Because this is just like, I don't want to, I, I don't have any desire to engage with Star Wars. I didn't have any desire to watch this damn show when they first made it. I was like, this is stupid, Boba Fett's stupid. Everything about Boba Fett is stupid. People need to stop fetishizing Boba Fett, and I'm tired of talking about Boba Fett and the stupid armor. It took me eight weeks to watch the first episode, and when I did, I was like, oh, Baby Yoda's cool. And if it hadn't been for Baby Yoda, I probably would have never watched the rest of the damn thing. Grogu. I'm gonna come through this microphone and rip your jugular vein out. <laughs> I honestly... So I was a little cold on starting Mando when it first started. It took me three weeks to watch the first episode and even the first season throughout. And between seasons one and two, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't love it. Uh, oh, no, dude. When I started the first episode, I could not put it down after that. First episode <clears throat> was insanely good. And the, the last episode last season was very good. But there were some episodes that you really had to trudge through. Nah, at this nah point, not at all. Episode 13 episodes in, I am completely sold. 
I am more interested in Star Wars right now than I ever have been. And I'm, I'm interested in watching the animated shows. I'm interested in reading the books. There are less books than I realized in the current canon. So it's like a digestible. Well, not I got digestible, so many books no. to read, though. I do have a lot of books. You reminded to read. me today that I got to read damn Name of the Wind. Yeah, that's a behemoth that I've yeah, got to tackle. First one's 27 hours. The next one's 47 hours. Yeah. That's Game yeah. of Thrones length. Well, from what I understand, you only have to read the first one for now. So maybe you're well, yeah, the hook. realistically, I'll probably just read them all when the third one comes out. Well, it's been over 10 years and the first two came out within like two years of each other. So Eek. I don't think Patrick Rothfuss is going to not do it, though. It's I probably just going to be a 10,000 pages long. Probably. Um, because um, he's like active. He's like a person. But what I'm trying to say is I'm more engaged with Star Wars now than I've ever been. And I'm and I'm enjoying it more than I ever have. I feel like I'm, I'm understanding what John Favreau is thinking and what Taika Waititi are thinking and the creators behind it. And I love all the creators behind it. Um, I felt that way after season one, for sure. And so I'm, I'm very excited moving forward with I just have felt like every time I've tried to engage with the the people in our community and and the people outside of our community that watch this show this season it, there's definitely been like a barrier I think it nods a lot to extended universe but I don't think it's inaccessible for I I really don't want to say casual fans because that's I don't not think what, it's inaccessible I do think that the people that we talk to the the references are all they want to talk about for the most part and that's really starting to wear on me no I think it does stand on its own completely I think the character development you get from every character is bigger on its own and I think Moff Gideon versus uh just say Cal Kestis uh Din Djarin is it's not gonna be Cal Kestis <laughs> it's not gonna be Cal Kestis guaranteed he will not show up Kyle Katarn who's Kyle Katarn he's, he's the, the guy from, from Jedi uh, Academy freaking Jedi Academy yeah yeah look at that <laughs> that's the only thing this has made me want to do is go back and play a Jedi Academy some of the games for sure. Uh, I've been told that there's like a Rogue Squadron for PSVR that's out. I believe that's correct. This is a fun fact about uh, Cal Kestis is I went, I turned my Xbox on and I clicked on uh, Fallen Order and it was like, please insert game disc. And I was like, son of a... <laughs> <laughs> That's at 40.37 if you're logging. Uh, oh, but yeah, so Kate, Kate wasn't super thrilled with this episode, especially when the when the Thrawn thing happened. She kind of looked at me, and I was like, I mean, I know, but I don't. I think all you need to know about Thrawn is that he's basically Ender in Star Wars for the Empire. Yeah, sure. Totally a reference that, that me and my girlfriend who don't watch the... <laughs> Clone Wars are gonna get is an Ender Wigan reference. Yes, thank you. Thank you for understanding. I have not read Ender's Game. I'm not gonna read Ender's Game. Oh, you should. It's so good. You'll love it. Uh, okay, he's, 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 he's like a super mastermind military general. Dude, literally, very, okay, very I, I maintain. I maintain. The literal only two people that have ever told me to read Ender's Game are you and the Nazi we knew in high school. Okay, well, don't listen to his recommendation, but listen to mine. The dude's a horrible person. I'm not giving money to the writer. This book is canceled. I don't know how to tell you this any more than I've already told you this. Ender's Game is canceled. Well, that's a good book. You should always read banned books. Anything canceled. No, 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 no. Banned and canceled are different things. Sure, I mean, what about cancel culture? Shouldn't we be doing away with that? Separate the art from the artist. What was I going to say about Potter? Bad, oh. bad, it's a bad episode to say separate the art from the artist. It's a bad episode to say that. It's true. We're watching uh, a Kevin Spacey movie right now. Like, uh, so, so, so I wanted to talk about Star Wars, uh, and, and Potter, because we, you made a joke before we recorded. Uh, you said, like, next episode is going to be Ryan Johnson and, and, Alfonso, Alfonso Cuaron directing a non-canon episode. Right. And one of the things I actually really like about Potter is that they, they don't break the canon. I understand that's kind of what, like, Cursed Child is, but it's listed as canon. It's what happens next, so I guess it is. But, like, like Star Wars has, like, the Lego Christmas special. Like, Harry Potter wouldn't do that. It has all kinds of Christmas specials that aren't yeah. canon. We don't talk about the old ones. I actually genuinely don't talk about the old ones. I, I pretend they don't exist. Well, like, the thing is, is there's only seven and a movie Harry Potter books, right? Like, that's it. 
cartoon movie. But yeah. Not a movie, a play. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like, as far as text goes, there's not like, there's no Harry Potter EU, right? Like, they didn't license that. Well, I mean, they kind of did. No, they Brothers didn't. Oh. Two movies out. Okay, but they're written by, they're written by the creator. Right. Right. There's no Timothy Zahn involved. Right. So that's that's to me what's interesting is there is no Harry Potter Christmas special where Daniel Radcliffe shows up and it's like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione meet for Christmas in 2020. And this is the story they tell. Or this is the, the little, you know, boggart they run into. And I, I think I, I kind of like that about Potter. That's one of the things I'm not, even though I, I like the idea of the Lego Christmas special with Star Wars and I, I want to watch it. It looks silly and fun. Uh, I haven't watched it, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have any problem with Star Wars having make continuing to make non-canonical things. My problem is that they're taking the years between when Anakin Skywalker was found by Obi-Wan Kenobi and when uh the in the end of Emperor Palpatine, right? And they just keep shoehorning stuff in the same places. Like you're talking about 50 years out of ages, right? Ages. A long time ago. A, a long, long far, time ago. Tell me about like far, I, would, far I, would, away. I would I want I would rather hear about the old republic, right? I would rather hear about other stuff that happened from a canonical perspective. I'd rather those things get clarified. I'd rather hear about Master Sifo-Dyas and 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 Darth Revan. And all these other things. Like, make those people canonical instead of just shoving stuff in the same five-year periods. So that's what I'm That's why I'm very excited for 2021 when the, what are they calling it? The Gold Republic? The High Republic? There's a whole I other, like... I don't know what you're talking about. So in 2021, they're releasing, like, an entire new era of Star Wars content. And it starts with, like, comics and books. And then I think if those succeed, they'll make films uh and shows and i'm very excited about it and it was originally going to be coming out like this month and then because of the pandemic apparently you can't buy books uh so they pushed it back fair i think it's the high republic i don't have any idea i'm very excited i'm going to read it yeah i'll watch it when it shows up on my screen you read books yeah but i'm not interested in star wars books but these are new stories maybe you'll like them maybe i will but they're not up to the snuff of the books i read oh man how's the weather on that horse it's great man it's great yeah i love it it's not the content i'm interested in in, in consuming i did it a lot when i was younger and, you know, if they told me when I was a kid, hey, you're going to be tested on this Clone Wars crap eventually, I probably would have watched it. Well, you were in college for the, well, you were in high school for the bulk of it. <laughs> in high school, I probably would have watched it if they were like, okay, this is eventually, unlike all the other stuff we've made for the last 40 years, this is going to be important. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know that they were going to keep it. So I got so frustrated picking up Star Wars books and then, and then having other people be like, well, this isn't, this doesn't matter and this doesn't matter. And then when Disney was like, we're throwing all of it away. I was like, cool. And then they were like, except this part. But we don't even like half of this. We're going to make another half of it, but we're going to keep the first half because we feel like we have to. I don't know. They could have just done away with the prequels entirely. What if they did that? They were what like, they we're, we're like- going to take, over- take over the Clone Wars, but we're going to keep the first half of it and re- not redo it, but like kind of redo it. They didn't redo it. They just added a seventh Star I'm just not Wars. interested in Star Wars books. They're so long. This is like a 16 hour listen. That's right in Ethan's niche. Right, but I have zone. so many other 16 hour books to listen to. But I'm recommending this one to you. I, you don't friend. listen to my recommendations ever. That's not true. Nobody reads the books that I recommend. What books do you recommend? Recommend a book to me. Ah! Read Ready Player Two. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah, but you haven't done it yet. You haven't. It's been out for a week and you haven't done it yet. I'm reading Thrawn. I'm in the middle of it. It's better than Thrawn. It's more important than Thrawn. It's right here, right now. It's here. You listed Ready Player One in an episode of Hello from Elsewhere as your favorite piece of media. I know, and I'm so scared of Ready Player Two because Ready Player One, the movie. <sighs> okay, well, I'm recommending it to you. I'm telling you, it's not bad. It's very good. It's a good book. I believe our first conversation was like, well, it's bad. Oh, okay. 
It is bad. It's not, it's not gonna win a Pulitzer Prize. It is definitely a, I think Casey Winters referred to it as a, uh, like referential fire hose. I like a referential fire hose. That's what the Star Wars books are. Just I the don't thing they're normally referencing like that Star stuff. Wars. <laughs> I read, okay, so I listened to five minutes of Thrawn to determine whether, because I did, I do legitimately was thinking about getting the audiobook. I'm not gonna read it on paper and I cannot bang with the narrator at all. You but should like, read it on paper. What? You should read it on paper. It's a very fast read. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for books on paper right now. I don't have time or energy. It is not how I want to. It, nothing, picking up a book does not give me pleasure at this moment. Yeah, it is a newfound pleasure for me. <laughs> very much, very much liking paper on books. If I can't, uh, if I can't do other things while I'm reading it, I will put it down and never pick it back up. Interesting. I mean, I totally get that. Like, I, I was that way for a long time. And I'm not, like, saying that, like, I've graduated some Buddhist plateau where I no longer find value in listening and doing things. I just, it does help me sometimes to sit down and, like, I'm not looking at my phone now. I'm not watching TV. I'm not doing dishes or crying or calming a baby. Sure. I'm just me and book. Right. That doesn't make me better than anybody. I'm just... No, I did is, that a lot. <laughs> I've done that a lot in my life. I yeah. read Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows the night it came out. As bonkers to me. I, yeah, I didn't. One of the most frustrating things to me about reading books with my eyeballs, and we do need to wrap this episode, is uh, how long I fall asleep. Like, I read myself to sleep, uh, which is very valuable at nighttime, because then I fall asleep. Uh, oh, I can't do that. I won't go to sleep. No? I mean, if I'm on chapter two, maybe. Like, if I read from chapter two to chapter three, I'll fall asleep. If I read from chapter five, I'll read until chapter 100. Yeah, anymore. I'm so tired all the time because I don't I don't get the sleep cycle of, like, a healthy human. So if there's, like, alone, quiet time reading a book in my bed, it knocks me out typically. And what's frustrating is, like, I'll be, like, so in it. And I'm so trained from, like, reading books in school to be like, how many pages left in this chapter? Even though I don't care, I just want to keep reading. It drives me crazy. Anyway, this has been this week's episode of The Mandalorian. The best part of this episode was at the very end, there was a samurai battle and a western duel at the exact same time. It was very cool. Time. It was a real Mexican standoff. It was so cool. It was very cool. Go watch the episode. Um, It was legitimately good. Uh, I'm not like, I don't hate Ahsoka being in this. I would have preferred more interaction between her and uh, I, w I wouldn't, I wanted to experience the Mandalorian. I wanted to experience Din Djarin learning about Jedis more than we did. He didn't talk enough. We'll get more talking. He's still, he's still... Halo Combat Evolved, John 117. He's not quite at like Halo 4 where he has like full-fledged conversations with Cortana. Yeah. Chief, where are you going? To give the Covenant back their bomb. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that's Halo 2. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Mandalorian. I said oh, bye. I thought you were I thought it was Sarge saying bye. No, I said bye. Bye. <laughs>